Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Yogi Scopes podcast. Today's episode is all about Saturn because Saturn went retrograde on last Saturday. That was June the 4th of 2022. And so this retrograde happens every year, but I have yet to on this podcast really cover what Saturn represents. And as you may know, if you've been around here for a while or if you're new, now you know. The way I like to approach astrology is really understanding the archetypes and looking for where those archetypes show up in our lives so that we can work with that energy present. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time explaining what Saturn represents, the kind of mythology and story behind it from, you know, the Hindu mythology um, to help understand what Saturn really means and how it could be impacting us in our life and how to work with the energy. So I'm going to explain that and then just quick um, housekeeping notes for the membership this week. If you didn't know already, maybe this is your first episode here with me in the membership I'm offering. So my Facebook group is always linked in the show notes, but you could also go to Facebook and search yoga plus astrology, like a plus symbol. Um, or go to my Facebook page, Yogi Scopes, just like the name of this, this podcast and go to the groups tab, the yoga plus astrology group on Thursdays, in June, except for there's one week that it's on a Wednesday instead. That's the week of the 23rd because I have something else going on the tw- on that Thursday. Um, which if you want to know what I have going, I'm back to leading yoga hikes. That's a thing that I do through a company called Namaste in Nature here in Asheville. You can come to Asheville. You can go on a yoga hike with me or somebody else. We have lots of guides. It's not just me. Um, but so I have a, a yoga hike that day and I accepted it even though I teach for the membership on Thursdays because I've missed it. I, it's been since I, it's been since like last October, like when I was in the second trimester of my last pregnancy. Um, I, it just, it slows down a lot in the winter anyway. And I was like super ass pregnant, so I didn't lead any hikes anyway. So I've missed it. I'm leading a hike on that Thursday. So that week our live stream class will be on a Wednesday. So I'm teaching a class every week. It's free in the Facebook group right now. And as always, if you're not on Facebook, I'm not going to punish you for not being on Facebook. You can always email me at rosemary at yogiscopes.com or you can go to my website on the contact page and there's like a form you can fill out and it will come to my email. Um, And so I'll see it and I'll reply to you. Uh, If you want a, a copy of the recording, I'm happy to send it to you because also like I really love hearing from you all. Like when people email me stuff about like, what these episodes bring up for them or like something they noticed in their chart or the charts of like people around them. Like recently somebody was telling me, telling me something about, uh, something in her parents chart that matched like 
a guy she dated. And I was like, that's super cool. Like, I love hearing about that stuff. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, I feel like I can't stress that enough. Um, yeah. So the Facebook group, free yoga classes for the month of June, recordings go up in the membership. Um, so this week's yoga class will be about Saturn, like an embodied way to practice in all levels vinyasa style. So I, I teach and practice flow yoga, which for a lot of people, I don't know, like they'd rather not be that like up down, but I always like to say I teach my classes are like choose your own adventure and you don't have to do any of the vinyasas if you don't want to. Like I try to teach in such a way. I'm I come from a very trauma informed background and you can read more about that on or listen to it on my other podcast, The Science of Light, why I teach trauma informed yoga. Um it has to do with actually I'm gonna tell a story today and you will understand more about why I tell why I teach trauma informed yoga because it has to do with Saturn I like to tell stories when they help me illustrate the point that I'm trying to get at. And also that's another purpose of my Science of Light podcast is like sometimes it's one of my own stories or sometimes I get to interview somebody and we hear their story and it helps illustrate a point. And usually that point is about finding your dharma, um, finding your calling in life and aligning with it. It's never easy. It's usually like a bunch of hard stuff to have to go through. And then when you come out the other side... You're like way better off for it. And that right there is Saturn. Okay, that's it. Podcast is done. That's Saturn. Just kidding. Okay, so I'm going to tell a story and I'm going to explain the archetype to help you understand Saturn better to understand what the retrograde could possibly mean. So first thing important, it went retrograde on June 4th. It's going to retrograde. It's it's in Aquarius right now, Saturn. It's retrograding in Aquarius. It's been retrograding in Aquarius for about four days now. It's Wednesday, June 8th when I'm recording this. It will continue its retrograde until October 22nd or 3rd, depending on your time zone uh, of this year. And it will, so during that time, it moves back into Capricorn on July 12th. Again, depending on your time zone, but in my time zone, it's July 12th. It will be retrograding through Aquarius, it will move back into Capricorn, where it will retrograde through Capricorn until October, and then it goes direct there towards the end of October, and it will have to move, it will have to recover the ground in Capricorn that it retrograded through before it then finally moves to Aquarius for the final time, thank goodness, if you ask me, um, <laughs> for this cycle. So it takes Saturn about two and a half years to move through a sign, one zodiac sign. So it's been working through Capricorn since January of 2020. And lots of astrologers, especially Vedic astrologers, believe that Saturn in Capricorn had a lot to do with the pandemic. And specifically also while Jupiter was there with um, Saturn, so that was in 2020. Jupiter was in Capricorn with Saturn. That's why that year felt like it lacked a lot of optimism for a lot of folks. And then when Jupiter moved into Aquarius in 2021, things started getting a little bit better. But now that it's in Pisces and its own sign, Jupiter, um, things are probably a lot better. I mean, like, so this Saturn retrograde is not as hard as this hard hitting as the Saturn retrograde 
that happened in 2020. And then it's a little less hard hitting than the Saturn retrograde that happened last year. Cause Saturn goes retrograde for five or six months out of every year. So it's not like it's not doom and gloom. And that's what I hope to illustrate to you here today because, um, Saturn is a teacher. So, and it also like, everybody's like scared of Saturn. I personally have a really good relationship with Saturn because I have like five placements in Aquarius and two in Capricorn. So the five, which are the two signs that Saturn rules. So my chart is like almost completely ruled by Saturn. Um, so I like Saturn, me and Saturn are buds. Um, and so an example of how that shows up for me is when I was a child, my mom was always like, she's the most responsible one in the family. Even when I was like a little kid, like that's totally Saturn energy, just being responsible, um, doing what you have to do, even when it's not fun or glamorous, that is Saturn energy. And when any planet goes retrograde, um, it's a time to review, revise, revitalize, restructure, anything related to the energy of that planet. So like Mercury retrogrades, the one everybody hears about and it has to do with communication. So it's like pretty forefront. Saturn is a little more subtle, especially because it's much more slow moving. In fact, Saturn in Sanskrit is Shani and that literally means slow. So it's slow moving. It's the slowest moving planet in Vedic astrology. So just quick aside, Vedic astrology technically doesn't recognize um, the outer planets of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. But nowadays, because people are just always influenced by other people, now that Saturn or uh, Vedic astrology has really made its way into Western culture in you know Austra- Australia, the United States. Um, a lot of folks are studying Vedic astrology now. It's kind of made its way over here. And we're also influenced by Greek or Hellenistic astrology. And so some of us incorporate the outer planets. But traditional Vedic astrology, those planets hadn't been discovered yet. So traditional Vedic astrology does not incorporate those planets. Anyway, Saturn is the slowest moving. I think even in Western astrology, they call them the personal planets and the outer planets because the outer planets take... 10 to 20 plus years to move through one sign, not just all the signs, but one sign. So their effects are definitely like generational. You know, you can look at, you know, the things you have in common with your generation, like, you know, us millennials, I'm a millennial, um, stuff like that. You can, you could look to the outer planets for that, but Saturn, um, it takes 29 to 30 years ish because the retrograde period is not always the same. It takes around about 30 years to move through all the signs. And that's like complete, completely through all of the signs. And so that's um, why when you're like 28 to 30-ish and Saturn's, it's your Saturn return where Saturn returns to where it was in your birth chart. It's usually a big period of growing up for people. Um So kind of wherever Saturn goes, it asks us to grow up, basically, um, for lack of a better way to put that. So maybe you're not in your Saturn return right now or you haven't been through one yet, and that's okay. So you would just look to where Saturn is falling in, in your chart right now. So that's what I made the decoder for so that you can go and fill out the worksheet so that you can understand your chart a little bit. 
Um, so when you go to my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart, it will pop up and there's also a form at the bottom you can fill out to get the decoder if you haven't gotten it already so that you can look and find out where Saturn, so you look and find out where, which houses Capricorn and Aquarius are in, but also FYI, if you don't feel like doing all that, like if you don't, if you just want to be told and you don't want to learn like I made the decoder for people that want to start learning how to understand charts and astrology um but some people uh either don't care to learn that or they just want to be told while they're trying to piece all that together that's what I made the membership for so you can sign up for the membership and when I release this episode um sometime today usually I go ahead and put out the public episode because for those of you in the membership, I like hope that you'll listen to the public episode first because I'm going to give a lot of context that I'm going to assume you've heard when I'm doing your sign by sign. So you'll just look at your rising and moon sign and I'll tell you exactly what area of life is impacting for you. So usually um, with Saturn stuff, it's like you might experience changes in that area of life um, based on what house it's affecting in your chart, but you can also just join the membership and I'll just tell you and you don't have to figure out all this astrology stuff or you can, I can just tell you while you're on the process of learning that. Um, anyway, so what does Saturn represent? So Saturn represents karma. And so another thing, um, somebody in the Facebook group asked if we could have a talk about what karma is because there's this impression in the West, I guess, like karma's a bitch and instant karma and all this. And that's not really like true to what karma represents in the Vedic tradition. So I'm planning, I'm going to do some, it's a really big topic. So I'm going to try to do some podcast episodes. I'm going to try to touch on it in, in this episode and in a few more on the science of light. I've got a couple planned to try and help um, form the picture for you all about what karma is. But then I'm also planning... Um, so in the membership, you get weekly bonus podcast episodes like the one I just mentioned, plus the new moon circle. And I think I'm going to add it because I've been wanting to add in stuff. I just needed to know what you all would find helpful instead of what I think you would find helpful. And so I think a talk once a month where we can do like a Q and a kind of related to a certain topic, um, is something I totally want to do. So now it's just a matter of figuring out the logistics and, It'll be in the membership, I believe, and it'll probably be the same as the new moon circles where you can drop in if the topic interests you um, for for a fee or you can be in the membership and you can get all this other stuff plus access to that talk. And it's probably going to be towards the end of June or in early July. Put that on your radar. I will post about it in the Facebook group because that's where I'm focusing my social media time these days. Um, anyway. So we're going to talk about karma a lot this month because there is a misinterpretation of what karma is. Um, I'm going to start to try and touch on it today, but I cannot do justice in the amount of time that you all probably want to be listening to this podcast. So anyway, Saturn Saturn is a teacher. The two main planets in astrology, in Vedic astrology, that are teachers are Saturn and Jupiter. And Saturn is like, I always like to say it's like the mean teacher. It's like the teacher that believes spare the rod, spoil the child. Like, um, you know, that saying where it's like, if, 
it basically Saturn is like the mean strict one. Saturn is like this grumpy old man kind of um, archetype, right? And Jupiter is, in Sanskrit, Jupiter is guru. So it's this, you can think of this probably like nice jovial teacher that's just like loves giving and giving and giving. And Saturn is like going to make you learn the hard way, basically. Like I, I imagine you, like anybody listening to this podcast has experienced those kinds of teachers. Like you can remember a teacher that um, is nice and inspires you to grow because they're so nice but then like I always think of my I had this one swim coach um in high school and she was like so mean but I it inspired me to want to work hard for her like we actually had one for a year before her who like tried to be cool and stuff and and then when she wanted to make us work hard I like didn't want to you know what I mean like but the other one who was like just a hard ass all the time I like wanted to bust my ass for that coach and so that's kind of what Saturn is Saturn is that coach that's gonna be kind of mean to you and not sugarcoat anything but is gonna make you want to work hard for the prize right so um, that prize is basically if you're not living in alignment with your dharma there is no prize The prize is the, like, sense of satisfaction you get once you're aligned with your dharma. So that brings me to the story I wanted to tell a few years ago. So Saturn was transiting my 10th house. And I have Rahu in the 10th house. And if you didn't know, um, I did an episode a few months ago now, a little while ago, called The Karmic Indicators in Vedic Astrology because... Rahu and Ketu. So that's just a, um, that lecture is also in the membership. Uh, but I released the, the Rahu and Ketu part, um, to the public because it's really good to understand what Rahu and Ketu represent and, um, what they, you know, how they impact us. And they are truly karmic indicators. So Rahu is your, your, this life karma represents like lessons you have to learn in this life. And so does Saturn. So Saturn is another sort of karmic indicator. Saturn wants you to learn your lesson so that you lighten your karmic load. So I bring this up, the placements I had going on at the time, because I don't want you to like oversimplify and think that if because Saturn is transiting your 10th house that you're going to go through some big like hard whatever. You might, but um, it's always like there's more to it than just the one thing. That's why... If you really want to know how it's really impacting you, you could go a step further and get a reading because then we'll look at all the other factors in your chart more than just this one thing. Anyway, um, so Saturn was transiting in 2016. Saturn was transiting my 10th house. It was Scorpio. And um, I have Rahu in my 10th house, which that's kind of like two indicators. And 10th house represents career. Two indicators that I had some karmic stuff to work through related to my career. And that is the year that I dropped out of engineering school to become a yoga teacher. 
And I told that story really way more in depth over on the Science of Light on my other podcast. And honestly, it's the first, it's the very first episode and it's kind of a painful listen <laughs> at this point. I'm like, I've gotten decently better at podcasting than I was since then. But um, if you want to see, you know, very much vulnerability on my part, you could go listen. It's like really long. I've gotten better at keeping things shorter, kind of. I still ramble and go on tangents, but um, less awkward pauses, like my voice was shaking and stuff. But um, so that's that's an interesting listen if you want to go back and listen to that. But I was like, I was going, so Saturn also, it, um, it aspects three, seven, and ten houses away from where it is. So whenever it's in, basically in any of the the Kendra houses, which if you get your North Indian birth chart, they're the ones in the big diamond. Like, so the houses that are little half triangles, those are not Kendra houses, but the ones that are diamonds in the middle, those are one, four, seven, and 10. Any of those houses, when Saturn or Rahu or Ketu transit those houses, uh, it's usually a big deal. Like it's usually kind of a hard time for whatever reason, because it's like impacting the kind of biggest areas of our life, like our sense of self, our relationships, our home life, our work-life balance, things like that. So I had Saturn in my 10th house with my natal Rahu. Rahu, Um, and I went through a major, major shift of career because, so here's the thing. I was in engineering school, which kind of was a... Like, I thought it seemed like a good idea for, you know, like, I'm kind of a person, I'm very ruled by Saturn, so I like systems, right? And I wasn't just in any engineering school, I was in industrial and systems engineering school. So my job was going to be, I thought, when I read the description of what industrial and system in, systems engineering is, was going to be just making things more efficient. Because I go through my life, like, how can this be more efficient? right? Like that's how I look at the world. And that also has to do with, I have Rahu and Scorpio in the 10th house. So that's a really good expression of that placement, right? Like I was like, I really like to go under the surface, like that's Scorpio energy, go really deep into stuff. Like I'm a deep researcher. Like I will go all the way down rabbit holes. That's a very Rahu and Scorpio type thing. Um, and so, in, so engineering school seemed like a good career path for me, but it wasn't my dharma because of some other factors that I totally now, like now that I understand my birth chart more, it's like, it, it makes sense what my dharma is, um, which is like more to teach trauma-informed yoga, basically, um, to help people learn to heal through these practices, which also like Rahu and Scorpio is is like, that's a good placement in in my humble opinion for an astrologer. Um, because I'm like, I will go all the way down a rabbit hole and research the crap out of something. Um, so basically what I bring that up for is to illustrate to you that Saturn was like, "Mm -mm, you've got some karmic debt going on related to your career. Like you need to examine your structures and what happened really why I dropped out of engineering school, like it had a lot to do with the fact that it was never really an aligned path for for me anyway. And I was going through a hard time getting clean off of drugs and out of abusive relationships and all this other stuff that if you go back and listen to that first podcast episode on the science of light, you can hear the whole long drawn out story, like my life story. Um, but it's long and drawn out. But, um, I, I realized when I got into the third year 
I was like through with the third year. I was going into my senior year of engineering school and I learned when I started to look for internship placements and I actually landed one, but it was going to send me to like bumfuck South Carolina to like work in a factory. And I was like, this is what the daily life of an industrial and systems engineer looks like. Like, uh, no, thank you. Don't want to do that with my life. Um, and so that's, that's what I mean. Like, so Saturn is like what structures when I, when I learned what my kind of like habits would have to be like in, in a day in the life as an engineer, I was like, this is not what I thought it was. Um, that's not really what I want my life to look like. I don't want to work in a factory. Like I could, you know, in my mind, I'm not trying to poo poo on industrial engineers because I still am kind of loosely in touch with some of the folks, um, that I knew from my time at NC State Engineering School and like some of them really enjoy their jobs in their life, at least from what I can tell on social media, right? Like, um, but it wasn't for me. And I figured that out when I got into, and I think this has to do with the Saturn transit is the whole reason I bring it up. When I got into what does the daily life of an engineer look like? I was like, oh, that's not what I thought. And that is not what I want for my life. And so it was really scary to, make that leap. Like, let me tell you, it was hard. So that's another thing I want to illustrate is that Saturn stuff is never easy. Like it's not glamorous work. It's work. But if you can face your fears and do the thing, like for me, that was dropping out of engineering school and making like a huge big change related to my career. But like I was saying, those Kendra houses that really impacted like all of the other areas. So seven houses away from the 10th house is the fourth. So home life. So at that time, I also, I moved back in with my mom, you know, at like 22 years old, um, which also had to do with uh, getting clean off of drugs and all this stuff. But anyway, that's to say like, it was a huge period of shift for me. It was not easy. Like I'm not trying to paint this like it was a glamorous time. I dropped out of engineering school. I had a job as a waitress. I like all my other friends who were like doing really well, like graduating college at that time and like getting their big girl and big boy jobs. Like it didn't feel good to go through that. But now looking back on it, that was like five, six years ago. I'm so glad that I did. So that's all. That's a story to help you illustrate. Like I hope it helps illustrate what Saturn is asking of you. And so now let me tell you a little bit more about the Hindu mythology and um, how you can work with this retrograde energy. So actually, like FYI, it was while Saturn was retrograde, not just while it was transiting that house for me, but especially when it went retrograde in that house is when that like decision to drop out really came up is what I'm trying to get at when I was like, oh, this is what the daily life of an engineer would look like. No, thank you. What do I want my daily life to look like instead? And that is a use of the retrograde energy. So, um, basically to put it in a nutshell real quick, what do you want your daily life to look like? You know, what, what changes could you make? And so sometimes it might be something that's going to take several years to, uh, bring all the way to fruition. It might not be that during this retrograde period, you like do something drastic like I did, like drop out of your career to pick a whole entire different one like maybe I I want to encourage you that 
if you feel that out of alignment like I did, it's going to cause you problems. It's going to be hard anyway. So why not just go ahead and lean into the fear and make the jump and go through the hard period of transition. But then once you come through the other side, you'll be like super glad you did. And that's an expression of Saturn energy. So like I was saying, Saturn inspires fear. Like everybody's scared of Saturn. Everybody's like, oh, mean old Saturn, right? So I want to encourage you to lean into that and ask your body what is behind that fear. So look in your body. This is where the yoga comes in. Your body awareness, where does that fear land? Where are you feeling constriction in your body? When does that come up? And how could you release that constriction to increase flow, not only in your body, but in your life. Okay. So this is going to take some shadow work. And that's one of those buzzwords that I'm going to just have to do a science of light podcast episodes about podcast episode about, because that's kind of why I made that podcast. Cause I'm like, um, shadow work is this thing that people say it's kind of a buzzword these days, but it doesn't to me, like when I first hear that, like now I've really thought all the way through it. Um, and I, so that's why I need to dedicate just a whole podcast episode to it. But when I first heard it, I was like, the hell does that even mean? Like, how do you do shadow work? I don't, it doesn't, when I hear it off gate, it doesn't really, I don't understand it in an embodied way. So I've thought about it a lot and now I do. And now I just, it's just a matter of recording a science of light podcast episode to explain to you what I've come up with. Um, be, and, and some yoga practices to help do shadow work, basically. So in a nutshell, quickly, shadow work is kind of like working through karmas. So then that gets into like, well, what are karmas? It's not really like, oh, you cut somebody off in traffic, so next you're going to get rear-ended or something. Like that's what a lot of folks, I think, kind of think when they hear karma or like if you were rude to the clerk then you walk out and the door hits you or something you know what I mean like that's kind of I guess but um it's more like any any action you do in this life is the Bhagavad Gita explains karma really well but maybe you don't all have time to go like read and think about the Bhagavad Gita right now um so that's why I'm gonna we're gonna be working through it and thinking through it this month on not only this podcast, but the science of light and in the membership, we're going to be talking about what are karmas, how to see it in Vedic astrology, how to work with it, how to know, use your Vedic chart, your birth chart to like know what karmas you need to work through. I actually, so I also made a worksheet called the Dharma worksheet and not a whole lot of people have signed up for it because I think I never did a very good job of explaining what it was for, but it's kind of to start diving into, it's always linked in the show notes of my podcast episodes, Dharma worksheet. Um, so to start unpacking these things, like, and it includes some tools to look at your chart and start to look at what your Dharma might be. Anyway, so Saturn, why is Saturn a significator of shadow work? Because in Hindu mythology, Saturn, Shani means slow, is the son of the sun, Surya, and Chaya, who there's a whole story, and I don't, honestly, I don't know it well enough in an embodied way to tell it quickly, but there's a whole myth about Chaya, but Chaya is basically a shadow, and they had a child together, and that, they, 
and that was Saturn. So Saturn is the merging of light and shadow, basically, which is kind of what shadow work is, um, to shine light on the dark areas of your soul, of your life, of your mind, and step into your truth more fully. Um, and then so Saturn is also Vata in nature. So Vata, just quickly in Ayurveda, is the dosha ruled by air and ether. So it can be ungrounding. So I bring that up to say that like this retrograde period can also be ungrounding. It can be a time of um, ebb and flow. So it's more the ebb on the ebb and flow. Um, so I was actually having this conversation with somebody in the Facebook group. Mars and Jupiter right now in Pisces are giving you, giving all of us this energy of expansion. Like we have the energy to expand in the direction of our dreams. That is like Mars and Jupiter energy. And that's going on this month as well. But now that Saturn is retrograde in Aquarius, it's, it's like, mm, let's, let's step back a little bit. Let's bring some ebb to the flow, the flow that is brought by Mars and Jupiter being in Pisces together. So basically for the next, you know, five, six months or so, it's going to be a time where it's not good to really take on new commitments. And you might for the month of June feel like you really, really want to, but, and you could, it's just a matter of. So to make Saturn happy, you're going to have to really look at your routines and lean into that. So basically, this is this is a lot of, like, if you've heard of James Clear and Atomic Habits, this is like, I'm like, I should look at that guy's birth chart because he's probably mega ruled by Saturn because that's such a Saturn concept. Um, like, look at your life, look at your choices, you know, like, what's going on there? Does your life, you know, look like you want it to? If it doesn't, change your choices, not just, um, you know, one big grand sweeping choice, but like your everyday choices. So, for example, um, like if you want to be a person that has a clean house, you have to clean your house every single day. Like, sorry to break it to you, but <laughs> I mean, I'm talking to myself here too. Like I have two small kids and it's like me and my husband against these two tiny kids that are just like tornadoes and they make messes all the time. And we can hardly keep up. And I've found that when I clean more on a regular basis, when I've implemented systems um, that I do it the same way every day, it's a little easier to keep track of than when I'm like just flying by the seat of my pants trying to clean messes as they happen. So that's the Saturn energy. Like harness the Saturn energy to how are you going to do – How? Are, let me say this. So with Jupiter – and Mars together in Pisces, bringing this energy of taking inspired action, like I mentioned on last, on the June monthly outlook, like bringing this energy of like going confidently in the direction of your dreams basically is, is how I could say that energy, but how are you going to do that every single day so that it's not like fits and spurts kind of, you know, which is fine. Like I've been staying plugged into these days, some folks that are like go on the moon cycle and, um, you know, go over the course of the month when you have more energy, you can lean into that. And when it's a time of like the new moon, you kind of rest and relax more. So I think that 
we have to incorporate a little bit, but we cannot ignore the sun cycle. Like we are also, yes, we're, we're impacted by the moon cycle and we should look at how that affects us, you know, and the kind of ebbing and flowing of energy based on the, the lunar phase, but then also like our menstrual phase, if you're a person that menstruates, but, um, if you're not, you can just look at the, the lunar phase, but, um, we are all undoubtedly impacted by the sun cycle, the rise and the fall of the sun every single day. People that have higher amounts of testosterone are definitely more impacted by that. And I think people that, um, have higher amounts of estrogen and progesterone and how those, those two hormones kind of flow throughout the month, like earlier in the phase, one hormone is higher and later in the phase, the other hormone is higher. And and so that definitely impacts us for sure. But so does the solar cycle is what I'm kind of trying to say. And, um, so if we want to go confidently in the direction of our dreams, we should have some way to do that shit every day of our life. You know what I mean? And, and roll with the solar cycle. Um, yeah, I just, I've found more success personally when I incorporate small habits that bring me closer to the person I want to be every day and not just when I feel like it is kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, because I often don't feel like washing the dishes or like whatever, but having a clean house really affects the rest of my, um, life basically. Uh, so I need to wash the dishes even when I don't feel like it kind of is the energy I'm trying to get at. So Saturn is slow moving. Saturn is the air element. Um, So what can you do to slow down and ground yourself and look at how you want to go confidently in the direction of your dreams every single day of your life or as close to that as you can um, in some small way. So it might not be some big sweeping change, but if you do, you know, if you do make a big sweeping change, I'm here to support you. I'm all for it. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what it can look like. That's kind of my specialty. That's like why I'm here to talk about it and help you because I've done it before. I've made big ass changes that are scary and worked my ass off to get there. And so I have a little insight into how that could work basically. And I'm here to support you um, in that, if that is something that you want to do. Um, but basically we want to lean into fear and in the membership I'm going to on the, so on the sign by sign episode, I'm also going to include a, um, a, a guided meditation on how to lean into your fear and work with it. Like I said, to, um, to work with that constriction and create more flow in your body and in your, in your mind and your life. Um, so we'll do that activity in the membership. It'll be along with the sign by sign, but for the rest of you, um, if you're not in the membership and if you are, so how else can you work with the Saturn retrograde energy? So just to recap, if I haven't said it clearly enough yet, you know, I like to say things in a bunch of different ways because everybody learns in different ways. And something that resonates with one person might not with another. So I try to like say my point in lots of different ways so that hopefully it lands with everybody. Anyway, so um, when Saturn's retrograde, it's our chance to go back and look, slow down, look at our life, look at our choices, set things right. Take a pause and understand the subtle lessons you may have missed while Saturn. So Saturn's here to teach us karmic lessons basically and it's been in Capricorn since 
um, January of 2020. So it's retrograding right now in Aquarius, but it will spend the next two and a half years doing a dance between Aquarius and Pisces. So we'll work with the Aquarius lessons when we get to them. That'll be mostly next year. So this year is time to look at Capricorn, where Capricorn is in your birth chart. And or also if you don't want to look at your birth chart and you just want to more intuit your way through it. What lessons does it feel like the universe has been trying to teach you since early 2020? Like what has been really hard in your life? Where has fear been coming up? Um, In what way could you create a better routine to serve the life that you want to live? Um, Yeah, that kind of stuff. What what has presented challenges for you since January of 2020? Like how could you work better with that? Like, you know, always like what's the lesson in the hard stuff and look at that. So yoga practices, we'll do a flow. So that's what I decided a while ago. I was like, I can't explain the poses on a podcast. That doesn't make sense. So now I finally got the space in my life to add, to teach a online class so that if you can't catch it live, the recording will go up in the membership so that you can feel a flow and feel this in a more embodied way. Um, that will happen this Thursday. So tomorrow, June 9th at 9am Eastern time, I'll be live in the Facebook group. And then sometime within 24 hours after that, I'll get the recording up for the membership. Or if you ask me for it in June, you can just reach out to me. They are free in June, but in July they will be membership only. And I will also take feedback from those of you in the membership. If that time just doesn't work and you want to propose a, a better time that does, please reach out to me. Hopefully I've made myself approachable to all you all by now. Like I keep saying it and I hear from y'all. So, so if you, if I haven't heard from you, know that I'd be glad to. Um, anyway, so Dinacharya is an Ayurvedic concept of daily routine. And that's another, like I plan to do a a science of light episode about it more specifically. Um, I did one kind of routines with Ayurveda, like way back in last fall. Um, but, but I haven't done one as specific as I want to. Anyway, so Dinacharya is this Ayurvedic concept of daily routine and you can make it as dogmatic and ritualistic as you want, or it can just be as simple as do you wash your dishes at the same time every night? Do you brush your teeth at the same time every day? Like things like that, that falls under Dinacharya and you can infuse magic into that if you want to. You can be like, I'm doing a cleansing ritual for my you know, and you can like set the intention that you're, uh, washing your dishes so to infuse health into your, yourself and your family because you eat off those plates and, you know, like you can make it as, as magical as you want to or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, it doesn't have to be some big grand sweeping gesture. You can just, you know, how does your daily life serve the, the life of your dreams? Basically that's what Dinacharya is. And sometimes it's also like, Another tangent that I probably shouldn't go on to go on, but I'm going to my first job out of my degree, I ended up getting instead of an engineering degree, health and wellness promotion. My first job was in public health and that was during 2020. Um, and so public health was a messy field in 2020. If you weren't there, uh, it was not a good time. (laughs) So I was like, this job is not for me. Um, that's another example of like, I was like, this is not the daily life I want my, one of my biggest projects was analyzing the Facebook comments on COVID mask 
campaigns. So that was not a fun time. Everybody was really mean. I was like, this is not for me. But anyway, public health is like even not during COVID. This is why we have to have signs in bathrooms telling people to wash their hands. At least in the state of North Carolina, it's there a sign in every single public bathroom is like employees must wash their hands before returning to work. It's because we need to be told this shit, dude. Like we need to be told to brush our teeth every day. We need to be told to wash our hands apparently after going to the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... That's public health. And honestly, I had the realization the other day that Dinacharya is like thousands of years old, ancient public health. Like brush your teeth, clean your mouth, like, you know, take a bath every day. That's Dinacharya in a nutshell. But it's also like sometimes it's painted as this like magical Abhyanga self-massage with oil. Like do you put lotion on when you get out of the bath? That's that's Abhyanga. Anyway. I'll do a longer episode about Dhanacharya, but that's in a nutshell. Create a daily routine that serves the kind of person you want to be. That's aligning with the sun cycle in a lot of ways. Um, And then spend time in nature to ground yourself, especially on Saturdays if you can. So if you're having a really hard time with Saturn, doing these things more so on Saturday because it's the day ruled by Saturn will help. Um, And then seva, selfless service to others because this is why I need to do a whole thing about karma because karma basically is any action that you expect an outcome from, whether that's a good outcome or a bad outcome, um, that creates karma in a nutshell. And that's like the kind of idea behind the Bhagavad Gita to put it in a sentence or two is that you're supposed to do your work and not expect an outcome from it. So one way to pay off karmic debt is to do seva or selfless service as in service to others that you don't expect an outcome from. So not like you can't even expect them to like really benefit from it like that. You're not entitled to that either. Like you just have to do the work and do it because it's the right thing to do, not because you're going to post it on social media or because you're going to get like props for it or whatever, like truly selfless service that helps pay off karmic debt. And we'll go more into what, you know, karma and all that. Like that's what we're going to spend the month focusing on. So save us selfless service Spending time in nature and grounding because Saturn is the air element and it is Vayu. So the more you can ground and slow down, um, you'll be able to work with this energy better instead of feeling like a victim of it, basically. Um, And so in the membership, we'll go through a guided meditation um, included in the sign by sign episode about fear and leaning into the fear that Saturn might be bringing up so that we can create more flow and not feel as restricted because one of the keywords for Saturn is restriction. So how can we create more flow and less restriction by leaning into our fear? So that's what the, me- the exercise and the membership is going to be kind of about. Um, yeah. So I think that covers it. I hope that served you well. If you need any more support, that's what the membership's for, the chart decoder, so you can start learning more. Or I'm always here to answer your questions. I'm just an email or a message away. Or you can book a reading if you want even more support than that. I appreciate y'all for being here. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.